Hi, I'm Hayden. I'm Chaser. And welcome to episode two of Marvel for Dummies. Today we're going to be talking about Black Panther, also known as T'Challa and King of Wakanda. So before we talk about T'Challa Black Panther, we're going to have to backtrack about 3,000 years when this huge meteor filled with vibranium hit the African continent. The five African tribes then started warring over it until one warrior uh, received a vision from the panther goddess Bast. He... Bast had led him to the heart-shaped herb, which had been affected by the vibranium, and it had given him superhuman abilities. So whoever consumes this heart-shaped herb, they are given cat-like reflexes, along with increased agility, speed, and strength, not unlike that of Captain America, except maybe turned up a notch. This new Black Panther, the first Black Panther, he had then used his new abilities to unite the tribes into a nation called Wakanda, where they prospered for about the next 3,000 years. The rest of the world think of them as a third world country, but really they had been dreaming up technological wonders even back to the future couldn't think of. So fast forward 3,000 years-ish, we have the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka. So there are two ways how T'Chaka normally dies. In the comic books, he is usually killed by a man known as Ulysses Claw, when T'Challa, his son, was just a boy. However, in the MCU, he died at a world peace conference when a terrorist blew up half the building. Either way, after T'Chaka dies, his son T'Challa... Um, gets to take the mantle of Black Panther and King of Wakanda. Before T'Chaka had died, he sent his brother Nichobe over to Oakland, California as a spy for Wakanda. When he arrived in America, he, had, he saw how Black people were treated in the States, and he basically wanted a revolution in Wakanda and in the States by sending them vibranium weapons to basically take over the world. However, in 1992, his brother T'Chaka became suspicious and came to visit him. After revealing his suspicions to Najobi, Najobi's partner James revealed himself to actually be a Wakandan by the name of Zuri. After Zuri told T'Chaka that everything he suspised was true, Najobi was ordered to come back to Wakanda and stand trial for treason. However, instead of coming quietly, Najobi tried to kill Zuri for being a traitor, and in the struggle, T'Chaka was forced to kill his own brother. To hide the fact that he had tried to start a revolution, uh, Zuri and T'Chaka had left behind Najobi's only son, Eric Stevens, 
who grew up in Oakland, California. He eventually joined the Navy SEALs and started racking up kills like it was a video game. He eventually earned the nickname Killmonger and then left and kind of went and did his own business. After several years of his own terrorist solo act, Killmonger confronted T'Challa about Najobi's death. After confronting T'Challa in ritual combat for title of Black Panther and King of Wakanda, he chucked T'Challa over a waterfall and proclaimed himself king of the nation. After T'Challa came back, presumably from dead, he confronted Killmonger, defeated him in combat, and in the process killed him. Killmonger's defeat was only possible through the help of the Gorilla Tribe, though, whose leader is M'Baku, uh, otherwise known as the White Gorilla. Although once M'Baku had seen how technologically advanced Wakanda was, he sought to have all the technology outlawed so that the nation could return to its natural primitive state of how it had been before. While T'Challa was absent from, from the throne in order to serve the Avengers in America, M'Baku had then started to plot to usurp the throne and had rallied up followers to help him. After T'Challa returned to Wakanda, he found M'Baku, who had started calling himself Manape, waiting for him. They engaged in combat, where T'Challa was bested and tied to a giant statue of a panther. M'Baku tried to use his incredible strength to crush T'Challa under the giant statue. However, the statue crumbled and instead crushed M'Baku. The man-ape, now believed dead, was then revived by a supporter N'Gamo and set out to track the panther down and gain vengeance. He tracked him to New York, where he allied himself with the Lethal Legion. He kidnapped Monica Lynn, the Black Panther's American girlfriend, and sent word to T'Challa that he would once again have to engage him in combat to free her. Yeah. M'Baku then once again bested T'Challa and taking him captive. When the Avengers came to T'Challa's rescue, the Lethal Legion then managed to also capture them. Uh, eventually, the Avengers did break free and defeat their captors, and Captain America also physically bested the Man-Ape in combat. Whoop whoop, let's go Captain America. After Man-Ape was bested, Black Panther decreed that he could never return to Wakanda without penalty of death. Never having the guts to try, Manape just wandered the world doing mercenary work for a living and never really had trouble with Avengers or Black Panther again. Thank you for listening to our second episode of Marvel for Dummies. We're sorry if the sound quality is a little not quite up to scratch. We're having a phone in Shazer because it's times of Corona and we're all quarantined. If you haven't already, try checking out our first episode, Star Spangled Man, 
where we talk about Captain America and his fights against Red Skull. Listen in next week for our episode about the great martial artist, Iron Fist. And as always, thanks for listening.